Welcome back to another episode of Produce Grind Podcast. Carrington and JB with me. Yo. <laughs> Yo. It's good. And shit, we got a special guest here today, bro, man. Um, you know, real pioneer with the internet. Whole internet selling beats online Uh-oh. stuff going way back. Uh, bros work with Young Thug, Chris mm. Brown, mm. Migos, mm. Meek Mill, mm. Gunna, okay. Okay. Yo Gotti, Ooh. Nipsey Hustle, Soldier Boy, Roscoe Dash. Drink Please on. welcome. <laughs> Bye. You go with I you, had bro. to. The first yeah. one. The first one actually Legend. got so long. Man. You had to, bro. You got to get in the spirit kind of like, you know? Man, people have been asking for this forever since we first started doing the podcast. So it's bro. an honor to have you on here. 10 years. Right. Yeah, first, doing shit. first interview, like... Like, I don't know. I just haven't done one, bro. Like, yeah, I was just about to ask, like, why why, why no interviews all the why? time? Why? Because, I mean, just the opportunity never, like, presented itself. Mm. So, it's just like, I feel like it, I felt like it was unnecessary at the time because I was just like, yo, I'm doing the internet thing. But right. now it's kind of like trying to focus on the industry. So, got to do, like, these type of shit, you know? Do you feel like you miss opportunities? Because absent? of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I felt like mm-hmm. I should have been on, like, top of the game, like, a long time ago. Mm. But... I was too busy, like, with the internet shit, like, just mm. getting comfy. I felt yeah. like I should have been up there with, like, everybody that's up there right now. They all know, like, yo, vibe is this, vibe is that. But yeah. Just, you feel, are you in that transition phase from going from that to moving into that more of an industry? Yeah. yeah. And that's why, like, I'm here. Yeah. Got to manage it now. I'm, like, working with songwriters. We're doing songs now. Like, I'm not... I'm not sitting there making like 30 beats. Like, that's easy. Like, I used yeah. to do that. And they also used to be like bangers. And I'm like, yo, like, but you still ain't got like no placements. Like, nobody's hearing these shits. Like, mm. right. what's wrong? What are you doing wrong? And it's that I had to get out of my comfort zone, the, you know, just being a bedroom producer and just come work yeah. with the songwriters, mm. get a manager, um, get a, you know, get a label too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do all that. Did you get any like any uh, resistance from artists being like, oh, no, he just does online stuff when you're trying to move more into the industry? I feel like, yeah, I feel like some people might have it in the back of their heads. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like over time, like that's just going to they just yeah. going to have to see like, yo, like he's now he's a whole different. He's in a whole different like vibe. Like, you know, <laughs> do a lot of artists like they recognize you, you know, like, every time, bro, like, every time. It's crazy because I go out here in L.A. and I'm just like just chilling. I'll be walking up to like. People then they introduce, you know, you saying like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, I'm vibe. And they're like, vibe, vibe from this and that. And I swear it happens every time. And it's just like, it's a crazy feeling because I'm like bigger than what I think I am. Mm-hmm. So I walk up to people real humble, like, yo, let me introduce myself, make sure he knows who I am. But whenever that shit happens, I already like, know. Oh, shit. Okay. Right. So it's a good feeling. So talk to us a little bit about where we're at right now. You know, you were telling us earlier that you got this spot about five months ago or. Yeah, it's a team house. Um, so I just got a manager. And yeah, man, like we all in here like making hits. It's me and Jimmy. And then we got songwriters. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's basically what it is. A lot of artists come here. A lot of, a lot of big artists. So some how, shit about to pop off soon. I was just like a part of like... When you're transitioning from the online game, like, and you've already done that, been real successful into that, how does this play into that more of a long-term vision that you have for yourself? What you mean? Like, what part, like, what inspired you to get this? Like, okay, to take myself to the next level, we need to do this. Oh, I mean, I want plaques. Mm. I want them credits. I I want my son to be like, yo, my dad did this and this. I don't want my son to be like, yo, my dad... Soul Beats, and he was a SoundClick legend, and mm. he was, 
he had a, a nice car <laughs> and all this shit. I want, I want plaques. I want to show my son, like, yo, I did this, I did that. All right. You know, I want to be, I want to go down in the history books, not just like, not just in the, you know, the producer urban, like, you know, everybody like, yo, vibe a legend. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, but I'm really like trying to get what's mine, man. I'm trying to reach Metro's level. I'm trying to mm. be up there with murder, everybody. I feel like I should have been. So can we talk about your relationship with Metro right now? It's my brother. Um, we just working, man. I don't know why none, none has popped off. So basically, like, the way we work is I send them samples. Mm-hmm. I be doing, like, the sample shit a lot. And we have a couple records together, just ain't shit popped off. Okay. It was supposed to be on Offset's album, but I don't know. I think they holding it for QC's reunion, the next one or some shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And when you're sending, you say you're sending samples, what kind of samples are they? Are they, are they MIDI or are they loops that you make yourself? Loops, or are they Loops. Like, I'm real big now on, like, the whole instrumentation and making shit sound live, making shit sound, like, crazy. Like, mm. and the reason I kind of, like, transferred over, I mean, I didn't transfer, but I was like, yo, you got to step that shit up, was because mm. everything is loops now. Everything is samples. All the placements, everything is... Sample loop bass. There's never one producer. Now it's like three. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my strong points, like instruments, melodies. So I was like, why not capitalize and do it? And have you have you um, officially like signed a partner with Boominati? Mm-mm. It's all like work for hire, just strictly like friendship. Me and Metro have been tight since before like the whole Boominati shit happened, like since like 2014. So it was always like a friendship type shit. It was never like he found out about me and was like, yo, yeah. It'd be crazy talking to him sometimes, bro, because the shit he be telling me is like, yo, bro, like, he, you inspired me. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, like, you the fucking, like, number one producer in the world. How you telling me this? Mm. So it really, it really, like, brings me back down. <clears throat> and I'm like, that's where you should be, bro, because you got mm. the number one producer telling you, like, yo, you inspired him. You sh- Why ain't you over there? Talk to us about the screenshot that you posted where Metro was like, yo, I need you for to join Boominati or need you for Boominati or whatever. That was crazy because that night, I think I had, I think I read through the comments one time and I seen like, some dude was like, why, why would you post this? And I think I did wake up the next day and I was like, wait, what, what, why, why did I post that? Mm. But that night I had gone out for like some drinks. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and I never check my DMs, bro. I never check them just because I'd be too busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing the family thing, producing and everything. So I never check my DMs. So I go out for some drinks. I come back to the crib and I'm sitting there just, you know, and for some reason, bro, I just decided to open my DM and that shit was on there. So mm. you could already, like, what would you have done? You like fucking, and then you see that, like, this is the number one producer in the world, bro. So I was like, yo, this is fucking crazy. Right. So I posted it, bro. And it was, it was shocking. It was really like it was crazy. Did it tam- did it like mess with the relationship or did anyone in nah, take it? Nah, nah. I thought so. Mm-hmm. That next day I was like, damn, he's probably gonna see it. He's probably gonna be like, yo, <laughs> bye, why'd you post this? Now I can't fuck with but nah, he strictly like kept working the next day, like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And to this day, it's still the same way. And I still have that shit on my page. I wanna go back to where you were saying um everything you do, you were saying it was work for hire, you know what I'm saying, the friendship type thing. For producers out there, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they're signing to different producers. Can you give some advice, like, what they should do? Should they rather do the work for hire thing, or should they actually sign to somebody? 
I mean, I don't know what they the contracts looking like. I mean, I think I think the relationship I have with Metro is best because it's just it's friendship, and I'm not tied down to like nothing. I could go and work with Southside, or I could go work with somebody else, you know, without mm-hmm. being tied down. And we still have like that friendship thing. Um, producers that sign to somebody, I mean, I don't know what the contract looking like. I don't know if they exclusive and they really gotta stick to that. And if there's uh, terms like years, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 take it all the way back, like because this is your first interview. So we got to talk about how'd you even you know get into making beats and all that stuff. So man, where are you crazy. from? First of all, I'm from the Bay Area. Okay, where? I'm from San Jose. Um, I grew up in Stockton. That's kind of like Central Valley. Um, my dad had given me a computer. My dad was like, uh, he was big on like building computers and stuff. So he gave me one of his old ones. So I started like fucking with LimeWire. <laughs> and if I start, like I downloaded my first program and it was Photoshop. Mm. And I started like, oh, this is kind of cool. Oh, let me start playing with it. Let me see what other programs are out there. I got acid. I was like, mm. okay, now I got loops and blah, 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 blah. And then for some reason, FL, I don't know what version of FL that was. It was probably like FL, maybe like six. It's probably like FL six. And yeah, bro, I started fucking with it. Like at first I did, there was no YouTube tutorials. There was no, None, right? no drum kits. There was no vibe kit. There was no... <laughs> What's a hot kit right now? Who got the hot kids? Producer grind, baby. <laughs> no producer grind kids. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So everything was like from the ground up, bro. Like I'm ten, like you know in FL Studio how I got the sixteen mm-hmm. step. Yeah. I, I started like putting the clap on the first one and the kick on the other one. Boom. Till mm. so I got it right, and I was like, okay, this is cool. And then after a while, so I was like, nah, this ain't right. And then I put the clap on the, but like I'm saying, there was no tutorials. Yeah. There was nothing. Straight ground up. So it was like, you really had to like, everything had to be from the ground up. You got to apply and, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, and that's that's what happened. I mean, I was fucking around with FL How Studio for like two years. I was probably like 16 at the time. Mm for like two years and then after two years I kind of saw myself I was like okay I'm, I'm alright and I don't know what made me stumble across like SoundClick I don't remember what it was and yeah I posted like a couple beats on there and that shit went viral bro Damn. that shit went crazy I think because and I think the reason a lot of people were like yo Vibe's cheating I've got like a little bot <laughs> machine he's he doing all this crazy shit fake streams Fake streams, <laughs> bro. I did not know nothing about that shit. And it was funny because I was sitting back looking at all this shit like, oh, you got bombish. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, is what I'm doing really that crazy? Yeah. But I think what really set it off was that nobody had the the South, like the Dirty South type sound. Dirty that South I, beat. That's what it was at the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it was at the time. So yes. nobody had that. It was all like West Coast, boom. That type of shit. Yeah, so sense. I came with the South type of sound and that shit took off. Mm. And then every like, beat I drop, number one, every single one, I didn't have to do nothing. I just sit back, upload a beat, no promo. There was no no promo, yeah. no promo, no nothing. It was boom. Oh, vibe is cheating. I was just like, all right, whatever. So you learned everything on your own. You didn't like collab. You had no like nobody like kind of gave you any sort of game. Uh uh-uh. uh. Along Mi- the road, I met mixing. Along the road, I met Johnny. Okay, Johnny mm-hmm. Giuliano. Before you he, started selling beats. 
Nah, that was that was already when I was already kind of established. Okay. He kind of like seeing like his the way his mixes sounded and the way he was doing sounds like that. He was kind of like his, a teacher in his own. And one time he sent me a template, and I still use that to this day. Yeah. I still use that on my kick. A lot of people are like, yo, vibe, how you get the kick? How you get the 808 Damn. like that? The OG it's, template? That's crazy. It's an OG template from like 2008, 2009. I was like, yo, can you mix this shit for me? And he mixed it. And he sent back the FLP. I took all them presets out that shit. Damn. The R bass, the kick, hmm. everything. Oh, so you using R bass and shit back then? On the kick, waves. Yeah. It was waves. Hmm. Even back then. That's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, man. I wanted to talk a little bit about when you were, you, <clears throat> you were saying you make melody loops. And you were sending them out. I see you got a lot of hardware in here. When uh, what's the difference between using hardware and then VSTs in the terms of like musicality and the quality of sounds? The way the way VSTs nowadays are shaped up is crazy, bro. Like every keyboard in here, Omnisphere blows away. Mm. All this shit is out of date. Like I came up during like the Motif, the 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 Rolling Phantom, the Triton days, and I used to buy them, and I. And that, that was a tight shit at the time. But yeah, once I figured out like the power of Omnisphere, like that shit, I sold all them shits. Damn. In my studio, all you catch me. Nowadays, you just catch me producing on the laptop mm. with Omnisphere. I mean, I try to stay on the latest sounds and everything, but that's really all you need. So you don't need to go out mm. and get the hardware. You can find the actual nah. unique quality sounds. Yeah. I mean, it's dope to have. Don't get me wrong. It's cool to have. But I'm going to be honest. You don't need this shit. Mm. Mm. So you're at this point, are you like like fuck selling beats online, straight industry? Like how how's your what's your viewpoint on it? Basically, bro. Really? Honestly, uh You still I mean, upload beats? I still upload beats, but it's just kind of like in the background, just to cater to my fan base that I been had. And it's just like, yo, here. But I don't I don't put it on there like, yo, I'm selling beats, buy one, get one free, but just because uh I mean back then. I hated this, but I don't want to have that image. Like, you know, mm -hmm. online, I'm trying to be like Metro. I'm trying to be like Murder. They ain't doing that. So watch that. And Metro's here telling me like, yo, bro, you inspired me. Like, yo, like, this is so crazy, blah, blah, blah. So mm. I'm like, why, why, why am I doing the online beat selling thing? Mm -hmm. So nowadays, yeah, I just, I just post it on there just to like, you know, just to keep the, the original fan base happy. But you won't catch me posting. You won't catch me, uh, you know, uh, like paying for ads on YouTube, yeah. paying for ads on BeatStars. I don't do none of that shit. Mm. So how, how have you managed? Do you think you just have naturally just kept your fan base from the jump? I think so. I think so. I got a question. If you were starting in 2019, what would you be doing now? Would you still go the online route or would you? So if I was a producer personally? Yeah, if it was you just in 2019. No credits, nothing. You're just starting kind of. It depends on what I want. Well, me... Myself, I would want placement, so I wouldn't do the online thing. Mm. If you want to go the online thing, go to YouTube, start, go buy views, try to make a type B of whoever hot. I don't know who hot right now. Um, as far as like placements goes, try to get in them sessions. Mm. Get in them rooms, bro. Nowadays, having hard beats don't matter. Having 30... Like I, like I'm saying, I used to sit there and make 30 crazy beats in one day, and it was all crazy. And I used to play them back, play the next one, and they just got to the point where I was just like, "Damn, like it's nothing special about it because they're all crazy, but there's nothing done to them." Mm -hmm. So nowadays, try to get in them rooms. Like if you get a session with an artist, chances are 
First beat you play, he's going, and that's what I've seen. I've seen this shit firsthand. Like first beat you're going to play, no matter if it's tight, no matter if it's whack, they going to rock with it just because the artist there with you, they're like, right. yo, I'm going to try to catch a vibe. Mm -hmm. So they kind of right. force themselves like, yo. Like a little bias. Just on this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But well, you wouldn't. So if you were like a regular producer now, and you like, you know, didn't have, you know, any money and stuff, you you wouldn't like try to get established online, and so you wouldn't have to have a job and everything. Oh, man. I mean, I don't look at it from that perspective, because that's what Cash did. He kind of came up like on YouTube, and now he an industry producer. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't. I'm trying to stay away from the internet, bro. I've been on that shit way too long. Mm. So. But that be a, coming up right now in this age, there will have to be an element somewhere where you have to have money to upkeep yourself while you're um, going to these studios. You know what I'm saying? You have to look, I think look so. good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Know the right people. You got to, you know, keep yourself up. You also got to have like a mouthpiece, bro. You got to talk mm -hmm. to people. You got to get on people's good side. You got to make people want to engage with you. You know, mm -hmm. you just in the back, like quiet. You're going to get overlooked. Mm -hmm. You could have the 30 hard-ass beats that you just made the night before, but it ain't going to matter. Mm. Talk, talk to us about, um, you know, like, now, you know, you said you focus on the industry stuff, but going back a few years, you know what I mean, when you were just kind of knee-deep in the online beat sales stuff, like, what was your daily lifestyle like? When I would sell beats online? Yeah, like, that was your only focus uh, the comfortable days. That man, you it was about. chill, bro. I would just, just chill, make a beat a day, upload it, and it should sell. Do another one maybe like four days later. And mm. I was just comfortable. And while I was doing all that, that's when the whole everything, everybody that I was, you know, came up with started like, yo, like now we at the top and now you still over there like doing that because I was comfortable. I would just wake up, yeah, make a beat. Um, yeah, bro, like back in the day, like SoundClick used to pull like maybe like 25 racks yeah. monthly. Would you say it was easy Jeez. Jeez, what's that yearly? 25, 12, that's... Like 500K? 300K, something 300? like that. Was it easy money or like how, how much hours a week work were you putting yeah. in? It was super. I mean, if you that's make a beat thing. in an hour, at least that shit, what? I don't know, 200 times, like... So you know other, like, you, you weren't, like, really doing any other, like, I wasn't doing work. no sound clicks. It was all, like, no promo. Money. No, no promo, so you, so you, no nothing. No YouTube keyword research, none, none, of, none of that <laughs> shit. Nowadays, that shit matters. Now sound click, like, extinct. And now you got to do YouTube, the keywords. You got to um, make sure you the thumbnail right. But, yeah. I mean, back then, they, back then it was chill, bro. You just upload a beat, put a nice little picture of whatever you decide to put. And Damn, the money gonna come in. Do you think it's oversaturated now? Yeah, bro. That, now with like FL Studio being, who knows what? Well, it's on what twenty point one, mm, twenty something. Twenty. Twenty. Now there's a there's a YouTube tutorial for how to make this type of B, this type of B drum kits. Or so, yeah, bro. Like it's it's saturated, it's super saturated. If you were gonna be, if you had the choice of being any other like having any other role in this industry besides a music producer, what could you see yourself doing other than being a producer? Nowadays, nowadays, I only, like I said, I don't, I don't sit and make beats. I'm trying to get into like engineer. Mm. I've been like trying to um, see like what the vocal chains was the best plugins. How do you, I'm learning how to use Pro Tools. I just bought it the other day. Mm. Trying to do all that. Have you never like used Pro Tools before? Never. Yeah, that's crazy. So I was recording in FL and it was just like, my boys was looking at me like, yo, you know, you could be doing this shit in Pro Tools. But I was like, man, fuck Pro Tools. What it got on FL? 
now that I've been in these like big studios, I'm kind of seeing like, okay, I see what, you know, what Pro Tools could do a little better. Mm. Yeah. Mm. We got a, um, let's go to the first uh, viewer, viewer sending question. We got a question from AO Blaze. Um, what happened to Team Hits? I mean, Johnny went his own route and me and O still tight. Like I'm, I'm going to go fly over there probably right next week or something. Oh, so you still, yeah, so you yeah still. me and oh, we just talked like last night. That's dope. Yeah, so you, we'll probably have to do like an event together or something. Most definitely. You still work with um, Johnny? Nah, me and Johnny don't talk. I mean, he's doing his own thing, and I mean, it is what it is. Mm. Okay. Um, we'll go to another one right here. Um, this is from at Jr. Cervantes. If your son wanted to drop out of high school to make beats, would you let him? I want my son in the music industry, bro. I wouldn't. Honestly, I would try to keep the music, like, away from him. Like, this shit, it's too stressful. And the way, like, the the road, like, the the music industry going down right now, like, it's just, I don't know. I think it's too stressful. It's too, I don't know. What you guys think? Too much. What you guys think about the route the music industry is in right now? I think the music industry is at a point where they're targeting the young kids, and you know what I'm saying, just feeding bullshit at this point. Yeah, in my honest opinion, I don't know how y'all feel. Mm, I feel like it's just a bubble. It's just like anything else. It's a bubble that's gonna pop soon. And it's and it's business, right? You know what I'm saying. Whatever makes money. It's not about what's gonna make it pop though. I feel like this shit like. It just gets worse and worse because laptops are more affordable. FL Studios more. Kids are shit. I get I get like my little cousins hit me up and like, yo, I want to make beats. I just got a laptop. Can you install FL Studio for me? It's like three of them. So like, imagine how much people getting right. into it on a day to day. I guess when I think of like the bubble, I'm thinking of like the quality of music that's being put out. The fact that it's more entertainment based. I, th- I feel like there's like a certain threshold that the average person can only take when it's, it can be so much entertainment. It can only be so much like nonsense rap until it's like, okay, we got to get back to the quality. Like everything's yeah. like a pendulum. We, it's going to swing back and we, forth. We can go back to, um, we did the podcast on Drophy. Drophy mm. was saying it's kind of like the eighties. Like everybody want to do music. It's kind of like a cycle. Same thing yeah. again. Like everybody's want to do everybody it. Everybody wanted to be a rapper. Everybody everybody, wanna... That's basically what it is. Everybody's got FL on yeah. the laptop. And, and now it's rapping. just kind of worse because it's so accessible. Yeah. It's so easy to get yeah. into it. So it's probably just like a music boom right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't personally want my son to do it. What, what about if you was like serious about entrepreneurship and just being a hustler, would you let him drop Oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. I don't believe in school. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with school. I mean, I, I mean, that's cool if it works out for you, but I just, I, I don't see... A lot of people that graduate, bro, a lot of people that I know, like, firsthand, like, they just graduate and that's it. What? Okay, now what are you doing? Like, ain't doing nothing. Mm. You feel like that's more of, like, a mind state thing? Like, people that have, like, a certain mind state choose to stay. Like, that's kind of, like, the highlight of their their peak. Yeah, I feel like that's a plan B for everybody. Like, everybody just, that's their comfort zone. I'm not encouraging nobody to drop out. Do not do that. Because I know a lot of musicians like that. And there's none... Against y'all, like, but they be sleeping on couches and doing this, and that's cool if you make it pop off. But the chances of that are pretty slim, mm. unfortunately. Like, don't put yourself in a bad situation when you yeah. don't have to. Yeah. So me, I don't believe in school. 
if he was like, yo, dad, like, shit, let's say I'm some big shit pop off and I got, I'm sending like some millions. He's like, yo, dad, I'm trying to invest your money and drop out of school. I'd be like, all right, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What about the, um, like, you think you've learned a lot from like, just about people being in this industry? Yeah, bro. It's, yeah. Especially like being like on the internet selling beats my whole life. Like now coming to LA and meeting people, like I see really like how it is. I see a lot of people in LA fake. Everybody, everybody's like a snake out here, bro. Mm. I used to hear that a lot, but it wasn't until I came out here that I've seen this shit. Like, yo, this shit is real. Like people out here on like their own agendas, just trying to, they'll, nah, nah, you stay down yeah, there yeah. and I'm going up here. So LA scary, bro. And the industry too, like the industry too, like, uh, yeah, bro. Like, like that young thug shit. Like I was talking about, like, I ain't even mm. got, I ain't, I ain't got paid for it, but it's not even the, I'm not even trying to get paid for it. Like, I don't need that money. I'm trying to get my credits mm. for that shit. And my managers try to reach out on 300. It's like, I don't know. I forgot what they told them last time, but Shit, next step, we're going to have to just send, like, a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Take the song down. Because, like I said, bro, that's disrespectful. Because, honestly, like, 70% of the song is, like, my shit. Mm-hmm. Well, how, yeah. Talk so, to us about the record. Like, what, how'd it come about? So, I don't know the story behind it. I just I just know when I, I released, like, a loop kit way back, probably, like, in 2016. And um, when did that Young Thug shit drop? Like, What's 20, the song? It was, what was it called? Scoliosis? Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? It was like three or four producers on there. Mm. Yeah, so somebody, somebody um, got the sample to them and they collab. And then that person, I'm not going to put him on blast, but he DM'd me. He was like, yo, uh, you got some shit on Thug's album. And I started it, but I gave it to so-and-so, and and he gave it to so-and-so, and and he gave it to so-and-so, and and then I didn't even want nothing to do with the record. So, bro, you take care of it. And I was like, oh, word, okay. So when I put that post up, like, I had originally tagged him, but he was like, nah, like, bro, like, take down my name. Like, I don't want nothing to do with that record. Just because it was, it was, like, it was just a whole, that shit did a whole bunch. Yeah, bro, like, and, um, and yeah, bro, I downloaded, uh, I was listening to it and then I heard my shit and I was like, yo, okay, cool. Now from here, where do we go? So and, when you um, say you did 70% of it, how does that? The whole does... sample, like if you play that shit, like the, it's it's like a choir and it has like a filter, like swap change type thing. The bass is gone. Mm. And then what they did was just add the drum. And I'm not trying to, you know, down credit them. Like they killed it, whatever. But Let's be honest. The majority of the rec- of the record was my shit. Mm-hmm. So why not getting credit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a check. But I mean, I don't really care about the check. So I just this, need my credit. This is kind of an interesting topic because we, there's d- uh, several different opinions on how they feel about like if you use a loop and if you purchase the loop about do you have to give credit to the source Thanks. that that the loop came from or just the business behind it because there's no really set way or no way of doing that. So how do you? What's your perspective on it? The dude that did the loop made half of the beat, if not more. I feel like making samples, making the loops, making the melodies mm-hmm. is harder than doing the drums. Mm-hmm. I'll get on FL and I'll kill some drums in five minutes. Yes. I'm not yeah. lying. Like right now after this interview, like 
pull up a loop and in five minutes the whole shit will be done but the melody the sample that's what takes time this is so so you feel like it takes two hours that takes me like a whole day to get everything right so if you sell okay let's say you sell the kit once you sell the kit should that is that the final transaction or is that the final it depends on the terms on the kit I mean mine in there said um, even mine to this day say you know it's, it's free like if you buy it, like it's it's free to uh, sell online, mm-hmm. independent. Sell uh, sell it, lease it out. Mm-hmm. Do some independent shit. But if it's a major shit, you gotta contact me for clearance. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nobody hit me up for clearance, and I don't think it was their fault. I think in the whole mixture of it, nobody was like, "Yo, who's who's the sample? Like, right, who, yeah. who really started mm-hmm. this shit?" Right. And so, I mean, it's none against them. It's just it's yeah, a bro. sticky situation. Yeah. Have you had any other placements come from your loop kids? A whole bunch of them, bro. I just don't keep track of them. I really just po- like point out like the major ones, like that thug one. Um, and we should have some new ones on the way. On on the business side, if you um if you got a major placement with a loop kit, what percent are you asking for? Me, I would ask for fifty. Fifty? Because I feel that's fair, yeah. and that's more than that's that's being generous, bro. Like I said, like you know, I love doing drums and. Shout out to all my producers that love doing drums. Like, that's cool. But I feel like that's just me. I feel like the melodies, the samples, that's that's the whole song. And that's mm-hmm. what okay. that's that's what takes the most time. That's what takes the most creative, like, ideas. Period. And that gets, that gets interesting, too, because what about when someone will take a sample, flip it, chop it, grow speed it, X, Y, Z, to where it doesn't even sound like the original one? You still feel like the fifty percent is deserved because of the inspiration, or how does that go then? You might get finessed because honestly, finesse. with gross beat, like you might not even be able to tell. Yeah, right. So right. if you could, if you could manipulate a sample to that extent, like where you can't tell, then mm-hmm. it's out of your hands. Right? That's that's not on me. It's like we don't have a way of comparing right. two loops. Be yeah. like, yeah, this is sixty percent similar. With the so. software nowadays, bro, it's crazy what you could do. Gross beat is like, oh, it's a monster, bro. Right, right. When, Fetrix um, halftime. When um when producers buy the kids from you though, if they're just doing it independently, are you cool with them putting produced by such and such and by yeah. these? If they want to like, you know, give me credit, I love that. Mm. That's respect. Like that's that's dope. You feel like it would be like they're kinda like uh I feel like you're getting that like biting off the name, like Right, you're getting a cheap oh, trying to Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, bro, I don't look at it like beat. that. I don't look at it like that. I don't I don't look at like the, the little guys or I mean it's kind of disrespectful, but like, you know, <laughs> the beginning, the, the beginning phase. producers yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fuck with them all. If you dope, like you dope, you know, so. Mm. It's a very interesting topic. Yeah, if man. Question. That whole loop shit is just, it's going to be a problem, bro. The way it's shaping up right now. And I can feel that situation I went through mm-hmm. and I'm going through. It's going to keep happening. It's going to keep at it. And it's just going to become worse because so much more people are doing it. Mm-hmm. And loop kits are popping up like all over the place. Like this shit was non-existent, and now it's all over the place. And I feel a lot of big records are gonna come from that. It's mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh, I gotta track so and so down. Who used this? Who used that? Right. So if you're doing loops, you better have a good lawyer or something. <laughs> yeah. nice. If you if you're if you're making them, if you're making them, mm-hmm. because like I said, like that's just like I'm saying, it's gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hear a lot of stories about so and so, blah blah blah. And it's all going to stem back to, like, the loops, the kids. He put it out. He did this. Yeah, we definitely heard a lot of stories on here. Loops. It's already started. 
Definitely. Yeah. Going uh, going back to when you were selling beats online and stuff, did you ever have any moments where you were kind of worried, like, how long is this going to last or like? Yeah, most definitely. But um, yeah, bro, every time I'd have those doubts, like two years after, it'd be like, oh, it's still cool. It'd be two years later and it's like, all right, it's still cool. And out to this day, it's like, it's still cool. <laughs> and, and now and now it's cool because I'm making the transition I'm not worried about like so I mean if that shit's cool if that shit yeah. doing this thing that's cool but that's not what I'm focused on I'm, I'm investing my time in like trying to get placements and mm-hmm. shit and we just I don't know the artist's name but we just we just closed like a deal we got you know a couple we got a nice check too like mm-hmm. so this shit it's actually paying off like the industry like the, the samples the the manager like trying to get placement shifts, like it's paying off. Mm. I just got some big shit in Europe too. Um, I forgot the song, but that shit got like 16 million views in like two days. And it's in Europe. Damn, mm. two days. And it's in, in Europe, like it's the UK. Day. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably go see a nice check after that. That's dope. And that's so, strictly produced by you? Strictly produced by me. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. So we're going to get the attorney on that, close that. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that's going to, well, actually, this is actually um, one of the fan, one of the people on Instagram. They sent this in. It's at I don't know how to say this name, J B J A I B E. But they wanted to know what business should you have prepared before you sell it? You sell beats to an artist. Like, what things should you have in place before you even make the final transaction? I'm gonna be completely honest, bro. <laughs> in the ten years that I've leased and all that shit, shout out to all my artists that like. You know, buy my shit and everything. Like, not one person has like really popped off. There's never been like issues like that, like mm-hmm. that you have to protect yourself from because it realistically it don't happen. Chances right. are it right. won't happen. Right. right. If it do, I mean, if it do, believe me, someone's gonna come to you and be like, "Yo, I need you. Uh, you're gonna get this. Pro-. They're they going they're gonna take care of you, bro. Mm-hmm. A, a, right. Like a big label's not trying to get sued. They're not trying to, you know, they're trying to make sure everything's straight, just as much as you are. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't worry about too much like protecting yourself with paperwork. I just, like I said, in the 10 years, not one person has really popped off to that extent. Like where I was like, yo, I got to, I should have had this on the paperwork or. We have a lot of guys talking about um, they are afraid to put to post their beats even to like SoundCloud or YouTube because they're afraid. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people still think. Yeah, like or that. like I got to get them copied. Like bro, post all them shits up, dude. Like, yeah. that's my thing. Like, don't have the beats just sitting on your hard drive, bro. If one person can listen to it, that's better than nobody. Right. So if you're not in the studio playing it for this big artist or this one, like, might as well put them online. Right. Make right. a SoundCloud. You ain't got to right. make them like downloadable. Like, just put them on SoundCloud and tell your friends and family, like, yo, go check out my music. Mm-hmm. Give them content. Don't have it sitting on like your hard drive. Mm-hmm. I got a question from um, Slice Kiwi Beats. <laughs> Slice Kiwi. What's your, what's your most proudest moment as a producer? I don't got one yet. You don't have one yet? I don't got one yet. Let me think about it. Proudest moment. Honestly, it could have been that Metro shit because he was, he's probably still is the number one producer. And he was like, yeah. yo, like, I'm trying to have you on the team. So I was just like, oh shit. Okay. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. I think anybody would have been like, oh shit, like, yo, what the fuck? All right. So I, I would say that. I mean, yeah, because when the like the the Roscoe Dash Soldier Boy uh record popped off, like I wasn't even 
I wasn't even like aware of it. I was just like, ah, oh, whatever. It didn't even matter to me, bro. Like yeah. I'm saying, I was doing SoundClick. I was making like 25 racks. I was like, I don't care. Oh, yeah. I don't care about uh, the, I don't care about KE jacking my beat. Like, I don't care. Like, but we got to talk about that situation <laughs> yeah. though. It got fixed. It got fixed. I got uh, 25%. Like, but um, it started though, I guess. I guess they downloaded the beat. Well, you guys heard the first version, right? Yeah, I know. And I so guess they was trying to clear it up. I don't know. I guess Travis and Roscoe fell out or something. But um, the management was trying to hit me up for the beat. But I was young, bro. And I was just like balling out of control. So I, was, I wasn't replying to <laughs> emails. I wasn't replying to emails. So, yeah, that's, that's probably why they got it recreated. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they did try to yeah. like, yo, we'll give you 25%. I was like, all right. Oh, okay. It's so all they, good. they literally like had first they had bought the beat from you. Then nah, just, nobody ever bought it. Or they downloaded the beat. They just downloaded they it. it. No, he said he recreated it. Yeah, Ke recreated it. Oh, okay. All Probably because the they needed the stems. I, he the manager told me that he was trying to contact me, so I kind of believe him because I feel like at the time if you were trying to contact me, I probably was unreachable. <clears throat> but it could have been another story. He could have maybe just deliberately like re, like remake it. I don't know. Mm. Which kind of kind of to uh, have the flip of that question? He said, "What's the proudest moment? What's been the toughest moment as a producer?" The toughest moment, shit. I would say last year, bro. I was really? just, yeah, man. Because, um, like I said, I saw all my peers getting placements. All the people that you know that I have stuff like pending with, and they were just getting crazy placements. And these are people that like I communicate like you know often. Super mm. often, so they they kind of look at me like, oh, okay, Bob, Bob, a legend, and he's doing this. And I saw all of them doing, getting crazy records, and me, I was just back at home, like, doing nothing. Mm. So that's when, um, yeah, I hit up management, and I was just like, yo, I need a team behind me. We got to make this shit pop. Mm. Okay. And that's what we're doing now. Mm. So, um, I think your producer has kind of always been known for like having crazy mix. You know, yeah. drums always super clear. Like, so I know the viewers are gonna go crazy if, if we don't get you to drop some, so. some gems on that. You drop some gems on, you know, secret sauce. Your mix, on mix. Um, waves plugins. Honestly, nowadays I use templates, so I couldn't even tell you. Like, make sure the kick when you mix, turn everything down. Make sure the kick is the loudest. Make get that shit like to the level you want, sound in the way you want then raise up the 808 and then mix everything according to that. Mm. And then in the end, put like a, a mastering, like a limiter or something. Fruity limiter? Nah, I would not use that. <laughs> Hell nah. <laughs> I, used to use, I used to use Waves L2. Then I went to T-Rex, the brick wall one. And then I dropped that. I went to Slate Digital FGX. And then I dropped that. It was too, too much CPU. Then I went to, and right now I'm using uh, Brainworks. Master Desk or something like that. And it's fire. Super fire. I'm going to show y'all right now. You spend a lot of time, like, individual sound, mixing individual sounds? Some days, like, I won't even make beats. I'm just on there trying to, what is the, what's the latest plugin? What does this plugin do? How is this plugin going to contribute? And I'll get that shit to work. I'll make sure, like, yo, I don't get up till you know, like, exactly what's that doing. If it's going to improve. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I really, my, like, my samples, my instrumentation like really like skyrocketed like it went up because I was actually focusing on that the the mix and how to get it to sound vintage how to get it to sound more in your face how to do all that shit instead of just focusing on 
making a beat, do a little melody and doing the drums. That's just started. I soloed like the instruments. And then that brought like the whole mixing thing into play. And then I started fucking with like mixing, like mixing plugins. And then that brought the engineering thing into play. And now that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be like, you know, like a powerhouse, bro. Like if you come to me as an artist, like I'm going to produce it. I'm going to help you write it. Mm. I'm going to record you. I'm going to engineer you. Make everything sound good. And I feel like that's going to be like a strong point. Because it's going to be like a one-stop one shop. You think nowadays with the way like a lot of producers, like they don't really spend a lot of time on mix, like commercial records is kind of like... Yeah, I feel you, like everybody's super lazy now. You think that an overpolished mix, super clean mix can be a bad thing? Over, nah, I don't... It could even I, be appreciated. That you feel what I'm trying to Yeah, I could see it not being appreciated. Corny, but I can't see it being a bad thing. Corny, like a good mix, like not good because it's not overmix, like overmix, banging. You know what I'm saying? Like almost like on some pop shit. Yeah, like 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 making trap beats, like mixing them like their pop records kind of thing. Yeah, well nowadays, bro. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. One time, like a year ago, I was working at my studio and I told my boy CB Mix, he's a producer for Lil Pump, to pull up. And we were supposed to make beats together. And he pulled up. And I started making like some crazy ass shit, bro. And he was just like, nah, bro, like this is like this is spectacular. Like this is why you're like, you're dope. Like you super, you're amazing with it. Like you're probably the best. But this is what you need to do. And he pulled up like a Zaytoven drum kit, bro. And we made fucking little pump beats for the rest of the night. Boom, mm-hmm. boom. Like just basic shit. And mm. that's that's what society wants, I guess. Um, so in that case, I guess, mm. like what he said, he was just like, yo, like, this is too much. Like, mm. You got to give them what they want. Dumb, like, dumb your sound down. And that kind of goes back mm. to how we swing in the pendulum, swinging from, like, just the entertainment, not really caring about the quality of the music. Right. So eventually they'll swing back. I yeah. hope so. But, I mean, I don't see what could change that, bro. Like, unless it's some artists come out or something. Like a new Michael Jackson or something. Yeah, a new pop star, some crazy shit. Mm. Mm. Talk to us about how uh, your Chris Brown record came about. That one, they just, um, some dude downloaded the beat and he gave it to Chris. And it was it was actually me and O's, mm. me and Superstars. And then he showed it to us. And we're like, oh shit, like it's Chris Brown. He's like, yeah, we try and push it. But that was in like 2014 though. Mm. Oh, but yeah, that's the story with that. Yeah. Came from the online store. That's crazy. Mm. Um, let's see. We got um uh with Mystic So Cold. Uh shout out to Mystic So Cold. He asked, when your career isn't or wasn't going the way you want it to, what keeps you motivated or kept you motivated? When what? When your career isn't going the way you want it to, what keeps you motivated? My son, my family. Trying to I mean, I'm doing all right right now, but you know, I want like, yeah, like the best for them. So yeah, bro. And I kind of see how these other producers live. So I'm like, yo, I deserve to be up there. And that that's what keeps me going. That and the fact, like I just said earlier, like I want plaques. I want my name like in the history books. I want my name in the credits. And that's something I don't got. So mm. that kind of pushes me. Both of those, you unstoppable. Okay. Outside of the music industry, are there any people that you look up to and aspire to? similar qualities like outside um no not really bro 
because my whole life is like music. So honestly, everybody, mostly, I mean, my mom, mm. my mom, I mean, she inspires me, like, really, like, she really does. And that's another person that, like, it's, like really pushes me, like, yo, I want the best for her. So, yeah, she inspires me, bro. She has a job to, like, this day. Like, even back then when I would be like, yo, like, quit work. Like, I could take care of you. Like, you don't got to work. And she'd wa- she wants to work. Mm-hmm. My girl, too. My girl back home, like, I tell her the same thing. Like, yo, you don't got to go to work. Like, you know, I mean, we got enough. Like, it's cool. And she wants to go to work. So those two people that inspired me because of that, bro. Because I feel like it's, like any typical female will just be like, yo, like, Fuck that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Home, you take, you take care of me. Right. But nah, them two, they just like, nah, like, it's all good. That kind of leads to another question, another viewer question somebody asked. Uh, where, where is it? Um, TP Trap. Shout out to TP Trap. He said, how do you balance family life and producing? That's super hard. Man, that's, that's one of my... That's something that holds me back, I would say, bro. Mm. Because... I got to sacrifice a lot. And I mean, it's not sacrifice. Like I, I'm, I love kicking it with my son, but it's a lot of time that goes into that. Mm. And you really have to manage both. And it's hard. It's super hard. Like I want, like, I want to be in his life. Like I don't even want to be here. I want to mm. be back at home with him right now, but this is a part of the grind, you know, it's a part of work. So, I mean, it's hard, bro. You just, uh, try to have a, if you're in my situation where you flying from place to place, try to have a studio back home too. If you back at home, then, I mean, that should be pretty easy, I guess. Like when I'm back at home, like I'll watch my kid, I'll put on the cartoons and I'll make a beat right there. I'll mix a record down on mm-hmm. the MacBook. You get the Apollo going, like you don't need a, you don't need all this shit. Do you think that it's kind of nice or a good thing so that how you got your family set up in one city and you kind of like work and try to you yeah. know, do music yeah. stuff in another city. Yeah, because I feel like if they were here, that that make me feel guilty, and I'd probably be like, "Yo, I should be with them and mm. take away from like this." Not be out right. as late and yeah. stuff like that all the time and stuff. And then I'm moving them out of they like the comfort zone, so then I gotta, you know, go cater to them, like because they out here by themselves. Right. Me, so yeah, it's it's perfect the way my situation is working right now, like fly back and forth, like one week here, one week there. Mm. There's like a big session or some shit I got to be here for. Just, it's four hours away. It's an hour flight. Yeah. So it's quick. Like you can turn on work mode or turn on family right. mode. Yeah. Two yeah. different mindsets in yeah. two different cities. I think it's a good thing too because like you said, you might be like burnt out at home. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> work nah, and dude. Like and then like last week... I was here for like a week just working and I was, we were doing songs like we weren't doing beats and bro by like by the seventh day like my mind was just I was out of it I was it was depleted like I couldn't no more like I was mm-hmm. just honestly I felt like into depression bro I was like yo I gotta get the fuck up out of here mm-hmm. LA's cool it's a vibe the crib is nice my car is cool but I gotta go back home and chill with my kid and just watch some cartoons for a couple of days like it's good to cap balance bro don't don't work nonstop. Like, it's not pretty. It's not that whole no sleep, no sleep all grind, grind shit. Grind, grind. It's yeah. not, it's not pretty, bro. Yeah. Once you're up for two days, like, you can't function. You're just not thinking right. right. Like, your head's not processing shit. Whatever you're yeah. working on, you might think it's cool, but if you were, if you were well-rested, it would have been that much better. Mm. And I've been through it, bro. I've been up for, like, two days, and I'm just like, damn, like, 
this is not the way. Throw your whole body out of whack. <laughs> Did you feel pressured? Like, like you feel like, oh yeah, I gotta be up all night working yeah. type shit. No sleep. Yep. Mm. Yep. I was like, yo, like, um, yeah, bro. I was like, I gotta outwork everybody. Mm. I have to. There's no way like people can outwork me and everything. But you just gotta have balance, bro. It's like work smarter, not harder. Yeah. So you can't burn out though. Um, I think this is we kind of talked about this, but shout out to Harmonic Hits for setting the question. Uh, what advice would you give yourself when you first started producing? I know you kind of touched on that, but what advice would I give myself? Oh man. I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think I did anything wrong. Mm. Um besides oh wait, yeah, like the whole getting comfortable being online. When that when that all the way turned up popped off, I should have moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I should have I would have been a superstar in Atlanta right now. Mm-hmm. I would have been up sure. there with everybody, like, but that's something that I just wasn't processing at the time. So yeah. Was it a pride thing or like what what it was kind of a pride. It was kind of like uh I was I was real young, bro. So I didn't really understand like like uh trying to I wasn't thinking about like the longevity of it I wasn't trying to make this a career I was just like man like I'm hustling right now like all my boys around me were hustling so I was like I'm doing the same thing they are just different so this is what we're doing for now and the next day might be some other shit and yeah I feel like if a man if I would have moved to Atlanta like that shit would have been crazy it seems like that weighs on you pretty heavy like just thinking of like what it could have been yeah I think so I think yeah, and that's that's what like what brings me down to this day. That's but crazy. I'm trying to make shit right. That's crazy because a lot of producers would look at you and be like, Yo, "You already like, made it, exactly." Bro, you you X Y and Z, like you know who bro, you are. Exactly. A lot of people do say that, and that's humbling. Like I appreciate that. Every time I get that, I'm like, "Yo, that's amazing." But me within myself, I'm like, "Nah," but I ain't satisfied. Like I ain't comfortable with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Dude, man, another dope episode in the books, huh? Five first interview. Five first interview. First one, man. We about to do a lot of more things, too. The cook-up. Yeah. You guys want to do that? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's get it. Right. And we're going to probably do a day in the life, some type of shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now nah, we definitely got to lock in. But shit, man. Hit that subscribe. Peace. Let's get it.